church doesn't need guest preachers to make you successful. Your pastor and his wife are not just here on Sunday. They'll be here tomorrow and, and, and the next day and the day after that and, and the day after that. It is their daily feeding of the flock of God that creates your strength and your hope and your joy. And, and you owe them a great deal of gratitude for the care that you received from them is first class. You don't have to eat hamburgers and hot dogs. You get grilled tuna and steak and from my part of the country, fried catfish. <laughs> amen, amen. What a great day and what a great church. This is an amazing church, Christ Community Church. God has a, you've had a great past but you got a better future, a greater future ahead. Uh, what God has planned for you, and this house is absolutely breathtaking. And uh, when he begins to pull back some of the curtains and let all of us get to see what he's already prepared, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it even entered into the hearts of man what he has prepared for those that love him. That's not just talking about heaven. That's talking about right now, earth and ministry and callings and blessings. Thank you so much for loving the McNeely's the way you do. They are, they are, you are blessed to have them and they are blessed to have you. Amen. Amen. Let's just praise God. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm not a long-winded preacher, so, but I'm going to get started with this so we can. I know the clock is running, and uh, I understand. Oh. <laughs> uh, like the guy was preaching one time, he said, you know, I said, I just need. He said, who will give me five more minutes? And people start reading. He goes, five, ten, fifteen, twenty. <laughs> Second Quran, I'm in Second Chronicles today. Chapter 20 and verse 20. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. Joshua, chapter 6 and verse 2. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given unto thee and to thine hand Jericho, the king thereof, and the mighty men of valor. Brother Sister Highfield, I want to just say, I, I didn't mean to overlook you guys a while ago. I finished this text. I love you guys so much. You've been friends for a long, long time. You guys are priests in our church at Garland. I just admire you, and I honor you both today, and I love you. I love you. Amen. Now, this is about to get serious. We've got all that stuff out of the way, but this is about to get serious because of what God's about to say to these people. Verse 13 of chapter 6. God said, seven priests bearing seven trumpets of ram horns before the ark of the Lord went on continually and blew with the trumpets. And the armed men went before them, but the rear guard came after the ark of the Lord the priest going on and blowing with the trumpets. This event is going to be so extraordinary that God is going to change his order when it comes to worship and when it comes to victory and how to defeat your enemy. You know, sometimes God always sends out, would send out the tribe of Judah. He would always start out with praise and worship. He said to Jehoshaphat, he said, you don't even have to carry a sword today because the battle is not even yours. Just send out the praisers. Uh, when they got ready to cross out of, into the land of Canaan, out of the wilderness at the Jordan, 
God again changed the order. He put the tribe of Judah back in line, in their proper line with the other tribes. And he put the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant on their shoulders out front. And when their foot touched the water, the miracle happened. But today, God's not only going to give them a city. He's about to rewrite history. The geography of the map will change today. The glory of God that is about to be revealed to this land and to our land was so phenomenal that God said, you know what? I'm going to do this in such a way that the enemy will not have a clue what I'm doing and the suddenlies that's about to happen in the body of Christ and in the world, everybody is going to know it. There used to be an old saying, you know, when E.F. Hutton speaks, everybody listens. Well, I got news for you. God, the Almighty God, is about to thunder from heaven. Hallelujah. So, so God says to, to Joshua, he said, listen, what I want you to do I want you to go find some armed men. Now, he didn't, he didn't say, I want you to go and uh, arm some men. I want you to find some people that's carrying. With or without a license. I, I want you to go find some guys that, that's carrying their sword. When they left home this morning, they didn't leave it behind. I, I want you to get somebody that's got a spear in the other hand and and uh, kind of, you know, maybe a shield. Go find some armed men. Get you a handful of them. And then I want you to get seven priests. And I want you to give them. You can't, they can't use a silver horn or, or a golden horn. They got to have a ram's horn. This is pastors. I'll tell you right now, this is, this is not for blowing. This is for showing. <laughs> I want to make that clear right up front, all right? It's pretty nice show for for showing, isn't it? He said, I want you to get seven priests. Now remember, all the old priests are dead because Joshua and Caleb are the only two surviving people that left Egypt 40 years ago. So it's a new generation. So these guys had to be, you know, somewhere under 40 years old. He said, I want you to give you, I want you to find seven of them that still know how. To blow a shofar. Because a shofar is a type of the prophetic. And here was the word of God. God said even before the walls fell. Now if you were just to get this much of the story. Let's just say the newspaper on the day after the walls fell, fell down. Here's what they would say. The Israelites came in and they marched around one time a day for six days. On the seventh day they marched around seven times and the wall fell. That's the truth. What they didn't know is what happened behind the scenes. I'm going to take you into the top secret counsel of God today. And he is going to reveal to you and me his plan. I believe it's his plan for us right now. I believe what we've gone through has has brought us to a place where God himself is about to intervene on behalf of his church. Get me seven guys that know how to blow a shofar. He said, then get me, he said, get me some priests who know how to carry the ark of God on their shoulder. And finally, he said, I want you to go get some of the sons of, of Gad, get some Gadites. Now, when you study the Gadites in Scripture, you know that God had a lot of trouble with them. Because they was always acting up. They, they was always showing out. They had an attitude, and they actually got in trouble a few times. But, but God honored them, and God placed them. Moses, at the request of God, when they were walking through that, that uh, wilderness, trying to find Canaan, they were put the very last. They, they were the last to come, Brother Crane. God put them at the very back. The Gadites with the attitude. 
Because they were put there as the rear guard. So if anybody tried to attack the church, if anybody was going to try to attack Israel at the forefront, and they came up from behind, the Gadites were no easy match. Man, the Gadites would turn on you in a minute and say, no, 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 devil, you're not coming in here with that stuff. You're not going to talk about my pastor. You're not going to talk about my church. You're not coming in here with that attack, and they would go after the enemy. We need some spiritual Gadites that's got an attitude about praise and worship. Hallelujah. So I, I got some volunteers uh, that's coming up right now to help me. And here's what happened in the story. Here, Joshua said to these, and, and these four men are going to represent. I, I've got armed, the armed men. Come here, come here. The armed men is first. I need the priest carrying the shofar second. I need the Ark of the Covenant. And you get to be the Gadites. The guy, what I need is to have that electric guitar and let you just bend those strings a little bit. Every once in a while, I mean, twing. With an so, so here's how it went. The first day, he said, we're going to march around the wall one time. Now, you've got to remember that up on top of the wall, it's never been breached. There's no cracks in it. There are people lined out there, and they're looking down. What would these Israelites do today? So here's what they did today. Y'all follow me. Amen. Here they went the first day. They've got the armed men. They got the, they got the priest with a shofar. And the Bible said that they were blowing it continually. And then came the Ark of the Covenant, and behind them was the Gadites, the guy with the attitude. You can just hang in with me just a second. Why would the priest with the shofar be blowing it continually? I'll tell you why I believe it. Because they had to drown out all the negativity that's coming from the world. The voices of of all the news agencies that's already given up on God, you and America, you got, you, you, they had to drown out that whisper of the devil in your own ear that's never going to happen. You're never going to get your healing. Your family is never going to be saved and delivered. I got news for them. Hallelujah. We got a shofar today. Hallelujah. So just stay right where you are. Here's my text. Here's my sermon title. Can we put it up? The prophetic drowns out the pathetic. Have you heard anything pathetic this week? Has the devil, well, if the devil told you anything, it was pathetic. And you need, and I need to start saying that's pathetic. Don't tell me that. That's pathetic. Pathetic. Because the, the prophetic, the powerful word of God will drown out the pathetic in our lives. Amen. And so here we go. Second day. Can you imagine the end of that first day when, when all those guys all went home and the guys on the top said, That was pathetic. Is that all they got? There's supposed to be this great, mighty, army they're supposed to have this great mighty god and that's all they have they all went home next morning they got up same thing they started around the same time amen they got the armed men amen they got that guy playing that shofar and he's playing the same song he played yesterday hallelujah Praise God. He's still prophesying the same word. Amen. He's coming down. It's coming down. It's coming down. God has given us Jericho. God's given us the king. Amen. That's, there's a lot of things about geography. There's a lot of things about government in this story that's coming down. Oh, God. I want to preach right now so bad. I better get back to my sermon. Woo, praise God. So the second day they went around, same thing. I can imagine 
By now, the guys on the top are saying, you know what? We ain't got anything to worry about. If that's all they got, look at that. That's a pathetic, pitiful little group. And they're out there singing the same song, doing the same thing every Sunday, doing the same thing every Wednesday, doing the same thing every week. Amen. They're doing the same, the same thing, same thing. I got news for the devil. Hallelujah. It's that prophetic word that we're not ever going to turn loose of that's going to bring you down. Hallelujah. Praise God. What day am I on? Three? Day three. Same thing. Praise God. We got, we got to arm men. We got the guy with their shofar. We got the Ark of the Covenant. And we got the, the Gadites with an attitude. Fourth day. Fourth day. It's the fourth day. It's a go, guys. It's the fourth day. And we got the same thing. We got the armed men. We got the guy with the shofar blowing the horn. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. We got the Ark of the Covenant, and we got the Gadite with the attitude. And the only reason I don't have Pastor Debbie up here, because I was needing guys today, but I had to have her talent anyway. I needed somebody to blow a shofar for me. And I want to hear it from the pew right now. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's not for the... <laughs> that's shaking the gates of hell. That's shaking the gates of hell. That's shaking the gates of hell. That's shaking. We're on day five. Let's go, guys. Woo! Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. And we got the armed men. We got the shofar, the priest. Amen. We got the Ark of the Covenant, and we got the Gadites who knew how to worship God with an attitude. And that, the next time he picks up that guitar, he's going to go, bang. <laughs> the enemy believes that it's over for the church. The enemy believes that it's over for the body of Christ in America. The enemy believes that it's over for America. I got news for you. He's wrong. He's wrong. It's a pathetic lie. The prophetic drowns out the pathetic. Hallelujah. We got a choice when we leave here today. We can choose. I'm never going to listen to the pathetic again, and I'm never going to speak the pathetic again. It won't come out of my mouth. The only thing that's going to come out of my mouth is the prophetic word of God. Thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. Let's praise him. Let's praise him. Hallelujah. All the time they march, those seven trumpets, playing the Word of God, trying to drown out. I'm going to tell you something. You know it, and I know it. If you listen to this world, it'll take your hope. It'll cause you to have fear. You'll have no joy, and you'll, you'll give up on the Word of God for your life. I've come to, again today to be one of the trumpet players. This pastor and his wife and this great staff of this wonderful church have for all of these months and months of the pandemic, so-called, amen, that has, that has tried to destroy America and the world and shut down the body of Christ. I got news today for the spirit of the Antichrist. I got news today for this old world, amen. The church, it's coming back. The church, it's coming back. The church is coming back. Better, more powerful, 
than ever. The pathetic. That's pathetic. What day are we on? Day six. Let's go, guys. Day six. The enemy is still watching. It's the same guys doing the same thing. They're thinking, well, why don't they just change it up a little bit? Sixth day. And everybody say, seventh time is coming. That's what I want to say to the devil. The seventh time is coming. The church has endured this thing. They've driven us out of our buildings. They've driven us away from our jobs. We've had to mourn our dead with six people in a cemetery, 15-minute services. They've shut down our buildings. They mask us. They've isolated us from one another. The church has been pushed down and beaten and battered. But Paul said when Jesus comes for the church, he's coming for a church that's glorious. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be filled with the gifts of the operation of the Holy Ghost. The power of God to set the captives free, to heal the sick, set the captives free and bring the glory of God like we've never seen the glory of God. I'm telling you, this last day church is going to see things that the first church never saw. Hallelujah. And the glory of God. It's the seventh day. Let's go, guys. It's the seventh day, and the guys on top are yawning, looking at their clocks, saying, you know, pitiful, pitiful, pathetic. Just keep going. And all of a sudden, they didn't go home. Wait a minute. Now, y'all keep moving. Wait, wait, what, what are they doing down there? I tell you what they're doing. They're moving into their time. They're moving into their authority. They're moving into their anointing. They're moving into their place in God and the kingdom. Hallelujah. And so they march around three times, four times, five times, six times. Hallelujah. And on that seventh time, on that seventh time, Come on, church, on that seventh time. Come on, let's shout. Let's shout. Let's shout. The prophetic drowns out. The pathetic, it drowns out. The prophetic, it drowns out. The prophetic. Hallelujah. And the Bible said on that seventh time when they blew the trumpet and they shouted that the walls fell down flat. And the church walked across into their inheritance and their promises. Let's give the Lord a hand up of praise. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you all. Hallelujah. I am convinced that we are now living at the beginning of the seventh time. And your pastor and I talked about this yesterday, and I'm going to say it again today. I believe that what God has, has started cannot be stopped. Things have happened in the spirit realm, in the heavenlies. Because we would not stop worshiping. We would not stop believing. We wouldn't stop preaching. We wouldn't give up. We wouldn't stop 
It may have sounded the same old, same old to the world, and they have laughed to us to shame, and they have rejoiced over the closing down of the church houses. But I got news for you. Amen. There's something moving over at the church. There's something moving in the body of Christ. It's been prophesied by several prophets, including your own pastor over the years, that God will begin to move with a series of suddenlies. Suddenlies. I heard you preach a message about it. I've done that. That God will break through with sudden anointings. Suddenly. That's where we are right now. I tell you where my heart, my spiritual heart, it's just, I, I'm so, and I anticipate it so much, I'm just tingling with the expectation. It could, Pastor, it could happen any second now. This, this, the healings and the deliverances and the breakthroughs in your family and in this city and, and in America and in our churches or, and, and that remnant body of Christ, uh, amen, that's coming together bone to bone. Uh, amen, the bones are being revived and we're about to stand up on. Listen, the enemy thought we were dead and, and buried, but we weren't. We're standing back up with breath, which is a type of the power of God. Hallelujah. We hear, we hear, if we're not careful, you will hear the pathetic until it causes you to give up. But today, the prophetic word, if you'll listen to it, will drown out for you the pathetic lies of your enemy. And it's not just the lies that come off of the news media. It's those the devil whispers to you in your mind. You got you to say no to that stuff. Instead, the prophetic drowns that out. Can you say amen? amen? I'm closing. I'm closing. Paul said to Timothy, his son in the Lord. This is a powerful, powerful verse. In 1 Timothy 1.18, he said, This charge I commit unto you, my son Timothy, According to the prophecies which went before on thee. He said, you, boy, my son, are walking around. You don't even know that you're armed and, and highly dangerous. Because these prophecies that were spoken over you are still in you. And it will be because of that, you're going to might as war a good warfare. Your victory, he said, is guaranteed by the prophetic word that's in you. Every once in a while, I just look at the devil. I say, I may not look like much to you, but I want you to know I'm, I'm my daddy's boy. When I was a kid, my dad, because my dad was, was a wonderful pastor, and my grandfather was a pastor, and, and my great-grandmother was an old Methodist pastor that was spirit-filled back in the late 1800s. My dad was such a powerful and popular preacher and used mightily in the gifts of the Spirit and miracles and signs and wonders. The first blind eyes I ever saw open was under his ministry, and deaf ears unstopped, and miracles, and And uh, for a long time, I don't think anybody knew my name. They always call me John's boy. John, John M. Davis. Oh, that's Glenn. You know, that's John's boy. That's okay. Because I'm Jesus' boy. You're Jesus. And, 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 and what's in you is more powerful and what's in the world. I, I believe the apostle said it this way. He said, greater, or maybe it was John, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Can I just tell you today that, that you are armed and dangerous 
and you are the last day Gadites that can stand up in face of what the devil says and does and dare to worship. We came in here this morning. There's not a one of us in this building that didn't have enough stuff that we could have drug in here. I've got it. You've got it. Not a one of us in here has life. Has, we've had to deal with some stuff. You're dealing with some stuff right now. All of us could have come in here today and brought all of our stuff and just piled it up in here and, and boohooed over it. But we chose to leave it alone and say, God is going to take care of this. My seventh time around is about to happen. And the prophetic word of God is going to drown out the pathetic. Let's stand together. Hallelujah. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. Woo, hallelujah. Healing, family, salvation, everything is already in our hands. Don't agree with anything you hear from the news off the wall. That pathetic word. Elijah's servant. Elijah was sending him to see the, if there were clouds because God had given him a word that there was going to be a, a rain. That was going to end. It's going to be the rain of rain. It's going to end the drought for three and a half years all over Israel. You know that story, most of you. You went and looked the first time and nothing second time. Can you imagine all the people along the way as a servant would head back to Elijah laughing where's the storm where's the rain it's pathetic but the Bible said he went back to Elijah and Elijah would say go again until seven times I would have liked to have seen the faces of the crowd on that seventh trip for the Bible said the whole heavens turned black with a storm and the wind rose up and Elijah said to his to the king you better get on your chariot and you better head home as fast as you can because there's a flood that's been released a flood of the glory of God oh God Lord, we trust you. We've stood when we didn't understand. We marched around our Jericho when there never seemed to be a one crack in the wall. But you've brought us to such a time as this. And now you say to us, like you said to Esther, the type of the church, you have come into the kingdom for such a time as this. And so we will worship you. We will blow our shofar. We will shout when it feels like not shouting. We'll be faithful because we know that the prophetic word of God drowns out the pathetic. Hallelujah. Love you so much. Thank you for allowing me to minister to your heart today. Pastor, hallelujah, Jesus. Put your hands to heaven and love him with me right now. When what a powerful word of God. The prophetic drowns out the pathetic. How many of you know that sometimes we act pathetic? Oh, yeah. There is a move of God that has already been released. Yes, it has. And it is beginning to pick up momentum. If you wonder why so many things are spinning, 
out of control in the world is because the devil knows he's got a limited amount of time and he wants to stop the prophetic. But how many of you know he can't do it? He can't do it. So God has declared that a thing is going to happen. I thought about when God gave a prophetic word to Jonah. And he said, I want you to go to Nineveh. Now, Nineveh was, man, they had been arch enemies of the church of Israel, if you will. And the world hadn't been a friend to us, has it? But listen to what God told Jonah. You go down there and tell them to repent or I'm going to destroy some things. They're getting ready to get wiped out. Jonah was thrilled about that word. But he said there was one word in there that made Jonah nervous. It was that fact that God said, tell him to repent. And Jonah's thinking, man, if I don't tell him, <laughs> they don't repent. You see, we like the Spirit of God to be poured out on us. But for those folks that have been cruel to us or mean to us or treated us wrong, that we, we don't want that to happen to them. But I want you to hear what I'm going to tell you. The move that has been released is not just going to be poured out on the church. There's a move that is going to be poured out that are going to cause some of the rankest sinners you ever saw in your life to come to God. And when Jonah thought, I can prevent it and hid himself in a boat, God showed up and said, boy, don't be pathetic. Get yourself out of that boat. You can be prophetic or pathetic, but you can't be both. You're going to either have to stand up and declare what God has put in your heart and begin to share that and let God move for you. You. Now, some of us have been through so much, we took such a beating and been battered so much that we feel like we got no fight left in us. Back in 1996, when we made the first mission trip, after I'd gone with you to Mexico, we were making that first mission trip. It ended in a car wreck. And I told you about that, and man, half of our family's laid out on the side of the road. One of them's got a broken pelvis, another a broken leg, others, you know, blood coming out of their ear. And man, the devil is just trying to destroy what God wanted to do. And I'm standing there shaking, and I hear God tell me, now you can either fall apart here, or you can believe me for a miracle. I could have said it this way. You can either be pathetic, or you can be prophetic. You can either fall apart, or you can stand up and declare, wait a minute. I serve a God that is more than enough. And God showed up. Listen, when we went on to God and intervened in that situation, we went to Mexico that night a baby was healed that they said was going to die never had another problem again what are you saying God is getting ready to release something into our lives that we have to use put your hands up with me right now stretch those hands up and say this with me these are prophetic hands these are not pathetic hands these hands have touched the hand of God. So part of God is flowing through me right now. There's a part of the Spirit of God that's been released into my body, and I'm going to do what he called me to do. I'm going to say what he called me to say. Stretch your hands to heaven right now. you got to understand, you're not leaving. We're not leaving this place pathetic. We're coming out of here powerful with a high hand. Just stretch your hand. Brother Dave, I want you to do something if you would. Earlene, look at me just a second. Now, I know you have been through a battle, and there been, and it seems like, man, that every time something you get over something, something else pops up. Pastor Davis is going to lay his hands on you right now, and you're going to feel the power of God go through your body, and it's a new day for you. I said it's a new day for you. The prophetic is being released in Jesus. Come on, church, love him with me right now. Thank you for it, Father. I thank you for it right now. God, I praise you for it in Jesus' name. 
Over the weekend, our grandson was laid up in a hospital with pneumonia. They said it wasn't good. They had my daughter scared to death. Landon was afraid. We got on FaceTime with him and began to speak prophetic. We began to speak, you're, you're fine. You're going to be fine. We declare the word of God over you. And then all of a sudden, Landon started declaring the word of God over himself. The next time we talked to him, they brought his oxygen down. The next time, they taken it completely off. He wasn't going to, he was, he was checked in on Wednesday. He checked out on Friday. I'm telling you, we serve a God that is more than enough, that is able. Paul told Timothy, Pastor, use that verse in Timothy. Paul told Timothy, he said, you stir up the gift that's inside of you that was given to you by the laying on of the hands. How many of you know that there's something inside of you? Turn around, look at your name and say, there's something inside of me. Now this, I, I want you to hear me just a second. Now if what is inside of you is pathetic, spit it out right now. Just spit it out. I was, we, we were having dinner, man, we were in Texas, a preacher, Pastor Davis, and all of a sudden we went to that, I think it was first cafeteria, and, and I had liver and onions, and I love liver and onions. And I thought it was so good. And Debbie was busy talking, and I cut a piece of that off, and she wasn't paying attention to what I was doing. And I, I said, oh, baby, taste this. She never even stopped and paused. She talked. She opened her mouth, turned around, and that liver went in her mouth. And I'm telling you, it didn't take her but a millisecond to spit it out. She looked at me. What are you doing giving me that? I can't believe you just gave me liver. Don't let somebody feed you something that you don't want. Don't let somebody force something on you that the Word of God didn't declare over you. The next time the devil tells you that you're a failure, stand up and say, no, I'm not. I'm a son of God. I've been made more than a conqueror through him that loved me. I am who he said I am. Declare the prophetic over your life. Pastor and I talked yesterday, and there is, I'm, I'm telling you, that the devil is giving it his best shot. And there are things that are happening in spiritual places. <laughs> Everybody thinks this is about politics. Friend, this isn't about politics. There's stuff that's, I, wouldn't, I don't care who's in the White House. There's stuff going on that is a spiritual warfare. And it's not, and can I tell you that our salvation is not through a political party. Our, I get so sick of that. I am tired of hearing about men that are going to rescue. God is the only one that can save us, that can free us, that can do a work in us. And it's time that we say, yes, Lord, here I am. I want us to make this proclamation before we go ahead. I want you to get a hold of somebody's hand. Look them right in the eye. Just get their hand. Look in their eye. And I want you to say this. You may have to look. You may have to say this twice, depending on how many hands you're holding. I want you to look at them, and I want you to say this with me. I am not pathetic. You hear what I'm saying? I am not pathetic. You may have, the, the devil may have wounded me, but he ain't stopped me. <laughs> I may have taken a punch, but I ain't out done yet. <laughs> I, I may have hit the floor, but I'm getting up. I, it, this is this is we we only been around five times, you know, and, and now we've gone around six times. And you think I'm out of breath? I'm telling you that God is giving you what you need for the seventh time around. He is going to declare and work a work through you and for you. Say it with me one more time. I am not pathetic. Take a good look at me. <laughs> because when you see me, you're looking at a reflection of the image of God. God made me in his image for his glory, for his purpose, 
I refuse to walk around whipped and defeated. I am who he said I am. And when I when the devil shows up trying to tell me I'm not, I'm going to stand flat-footed, throw my head in the air, and say, I am a child of God. Get behind me, Satan, because I'm coming through. I'm coming through in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Are you ready for it? That's, that's a problem when somebody starts preaching like that. that that's the thing about Brother Davis's preaching. What I, the thing that really gets me about his preaching is it makes me want to preach. Because you, you, you can't get around something that's on fire and not begin to feel warm. <laughs> I think we got warmed up in here today. How about you? You ready for it? I want you to straight look. If you've got a need, and if you've got a need today, I want you to come up right now, very quickly. If you've got a need, I want you to run up here. If you don't, come on, run up here. Pastor. Now, he's going to pray for you, and when he prays for you, he's not praying a pathetic prayer. And you are not pathetic. You're powerful because he said you're powerful. The Word of God declares you are powerful. So I want you to come into agreement with it right now. Would you do it? Say it with me. I'm powerful. I've got purpose. And God's got a plan for my life. Are you ready? something with you all right there it's time I, I have a, as pastor said I'm a son of Jesus and some of you are too and some of you are ready to stand with him some of you ready to get in line and march around the walls whether you are carrying the ark whether you are an armed man whether you are blowing the shofar whether you are a 
a Gadite with an attitude, it's time to stand up. So just come stand up here. You know, make a symbolic move forward and, and place yourself in his army. Amen. Amen. So this is what I want you to do at the end of the service day. Have you got something? Hallelujah. Uh, come here, Sister McNeely. When I, Sister Davis, says, she had a word for you, but she's ministering someone right now. When I read from 1 Timothy about the prophecies that Paul said that were been given, you want to come and finish this up? Had just spoke in my spirit when he read that that all of the prophecies that have been spoken over you guys all of these years even from the time that you were a child that those prophecies you're going to see them come to pass it's going to happen <laughs> thank you father hallelujah thank you Jesus thank you Jesus yes yes we declare it father we thank you for it Lord to the front we'll dismiss up here today but as you come understand you're coming because you have purpose God has a plan for your life and each one of us has a his own or her own unique call so all we have to do is answer the call I can't stand a phone ringing you know what I'm talking about somebody just lets the phone ring and ring. I've been in offices before where they just let the phone ring and ring and I thought I'm going to go over and answer that myself. We have to answer the call because God is dialing us up. He's ringing our phone and he's saying now is the time. You're not powerless. You're not pathetic. You, look, you have to understand that when we come under attack that doesn't mean that we've lost the war. It means that you really must be stirring the devil up. That you, you, you must be doing something right because he's trying to stop you. And so just like on the side of the road that day, when all of a sudden, man, I felt the power of God. Just It was like an, a, a boldness come up in me that said, God, don't let the devil get away with what he tried to do. I'm asking you to stop him, and I want you to use me to do it. I want you to stretch your hands right now and say, God, just use me. Father, just use me. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing in here today, God. We declare your word released in each individual's heart and life. You are fulfilling your promise to the body. You are stirring up the gift, God. You are moving us from a place of being beat down to being powerful. We step into it today, and we declare it over this congregation in Jesus' name. Thank you for it. Come on and love him for right now in Jesus name God bless you today remember you may be the Gadite with the attitude the priest or the one carrying the ark but you've got a plan God's got a plan and you've got a purpose and you're powerful in Jesus name